Tomorrow is election day. What were you watching this week? Here's what matters. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin. And I'm Robert Saren Betts. And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team. What we think matters as we manage investment solutions. That includes Mainstay's Income Builder Fund, as well as individual solutions for our partners. By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It's the week of November 2nd, 2020. Which means that it is finally time. For Fed Week? Oh, come on, LG. Okay, all right. Even I can admit that something else is a little more important than the Fed this week. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) So tomorrow, November 3rd, is election day. And in all of our conversations with clients in the past couple of months, it's clear that many people feel this election is special. What do you mean by that? Well, the Pew Research Center conducts a poll each election season that asks a similar question that we've been asking ourselves over the past several months, which is, what, you know, does it really make a difference who's president? Okay, well, let's cue the drum roll then. Let's get the answer. Well, what's really interesting is that over the course of the past 20 years, as the research center has been doing this poll, the answer has moved from sort of a meh 50 to 60% of people saying that it's really important who the president is to a whopping 83% of people saying so this year. So this feeling of a higher stakes election does appear to be increasing. Wow, 83%. I have to think that's also because we are in a period of great political polarization today. For example, maybe 20 years ago, it didn't feel like that big of a deal if your candidate lost because the two-party system was pushing both parties closer together in terms of centrist policies. But as the parties recently have moved very far away from each other, at the political center, the stakes of your candidate losing might feel so much higher. And so these two parties with increasingly very different ideas about the role of government in society. Yeah. And that, and that role of government in society has a big impact for investors. The place we've been starting with clients and you've heard on this podcast before is that it's real policy change, not political dynamics that drive investment strategy. But if a real policy change becomes more likely, or if the policy changes, like you're saying, Rob, become potentially more dramatic due to that polarization of politics, then that could be an important consideration for investors. Right, right. And then so thinking about potential election outcomes, a democratic sweep would bring the most significant legislative change. And we've said that before. Some of the policies on the democratic ticket, like higher corporate tax rates and a new regulatory approach and higher minimum wages, healthcare changes, these are all really important considerations for investors. Yeah, and and other scenarios would likely have a split Congress or a divided government. So no matter who's president, if you have a split Congress, that would make legislative change less likely. Doesn't mean that we wouldn't see any change or any policies being passed. It just means that the changes would likely be more incremental and more akin to what we've seen over the past four years where we've had a divided government. Right. And so markets are going to have to adjust to whatever the new policy reality is in general. And with that adjustment might come some market volatility as well. Uh, But it could also be an opportunity uh, for investors 
And that's because the first policy item on the agenda would be fiscal support for COVID. That's, I think that's exactly right. The, the market's going to be focused on the timing and the amount of fiscal support for the economy, first and foremost. Again, no matter what government looks like in the next couple of weeks, couple of months. The challenge for the new government, though, is going to be to support the economy, to move us back to full employment quicker at, at the right amount, and also invest in areas that would prompt stronger economic growth in the medium and longer term and do all of that while also convincing investors and businesses that they have enough restraint not to overspend or overregulate and, and get in business's way. Yeah, that's a lot to balance. Uh, tough task. But I think it's important or it has important implications for investors, big picture. For example, the democratic sweep scenario we're talking about could also bring a fair bit of policy change that might prompt uncertainty for the markets. Yeah. And we know that markets don't like uncertainty at all. Um, So as investors, we should expect volatility over the next couple of days as this uncertainty around the election is forthcoming. Right, right. But if we think into 2021, the policy supports that you mentioned, both potential fiscal, additional fiscal spending and the continuation of the Fed's monetary policy, all the monetary support we have, uh, that would definitely be an important tailwind for risk assets heading into 2021. Right. So for most investors, the message then is to stick to your financial goals. What happens in the next couple of weeks is unlikely to define a financial future. So take care of yourselves over the next couple of days. Um, You know, keep calm and get out and vote. It's now time for our portfolio pause, a segment of the program where we give an investment idea. For many investors, the best thing to do right now is to sit tight. I know it's not a hot trade idea. It's not very interesting, but fiscal support for COVID impacted industries and families and households will be the first thing on any administration's agenda, no matter who's in office. And so getting that right will be a key and most important market driver after the election. There are also some policy initiatives that look likely to come into fruition no matter who's in charge. And this makes them more likely to be durable and thus a set of ideas or opportunities that investors can consider. Yes. And I'm glad you brought these up because they focus on real policy change and on opportunities not just on uncertainties and anxieties. (laughs) There's enough anxiety to go around lately. So I think focusing on opportunities is refreshing. Um, So there's there's a couple that we particularly like or think are important for 2021, thinking about investor portfolios. The first is that lower for longer interest rates are likely to continue to be the prevailing regime in the economy. And that's not just about the Fed or about the current crisis. This is a structural change that's been taking place over decades. And in the near term, that's a tailwind for risk assets and a really important one. In the medium term, again, if we're thinking about financial futures, it's a challenge for investors. And We still think that fixed income securities play a valuable role in a portfolio, but investors should always be considering what mix of investment products, meaning bonds or equities, or the mix of investment versus insurance products that'll help them meet their financial goals. Yeah. We could also see infrastructure spending increase on a separate note and how it's focused will probably differ between the administrations, you know, carbon assets versus alternative energy support. But that would be meaningful regional state and local government and construction related opportunities. 
That's a great point and potentially something that a municipal manager would be really excited about. Mm -hmm. Kind of similar thinking about the municipal realm for all the focus on federal taxes state and local governments have had a really difficult year with respect to COVID-19, the related costs like healthcare and also lower tax receipts because a lot of folks have been out of jobs. And so this could present an opportunity for active managers in tax advantage strategies like municipal bonds. There's big structural changes going on. And so it's definitely an area where we'd recommend active space, but with those changes, again, comes opportunity. Totally agree. Another area where active management might help is in the ESG space. The Biden administration in particular may be more friendly to alternative energy sources, but ESG factor popularity in general has been on the rise. We've seen a ton of assets go into this space throughout the year, and that's a reflection of both investor values and risk management strategy today, building a sustainable portfolio for the future. And we would expect that to continue to be the case. Yeah, well, I know that we've said this before, and even within this portfolio pause, but a focus on opportunities rather than just anxieties is really helpful. Another reason I like it is because it focuses on asset classes and ideas that are resilient. They're focused on real policy change, potentially durable trends, and that allows us as investors to focus on building resiliency in our portfolios staying anchored to our goals, regardless of what happens this week or really in any period of market volatility. Coming up next, well, it's the election. Wow. Depending on what happens tomorrow, we'll likely do a special episode of the podcast on Wednesday. Yes. So check back on Wednesday to hear any updates. Um, Other than that, we really do have the Fed this week. They'll have their press conference on Thursday rather than on the typical Wednesday, and we'll be tuning in. Oh, wow. That must be a really stressful full week for you. It's a lot of potential disruption for one week, yes. But for reasons we've discussed in the past, I'm I'm not necessarily expecting anything different from the Fed this week. But the fact that they're geared up and ready to go this week should calm investor nerds with any election or uncertainty-related liquidity concerns. Uh, they're, they're there, they're present in the marketplace, and I think that that's a positive. But that's it for today. We'll be back next week or maybe again this week for more Market Matters. Mm, Yes. Let us know what matters to you. If you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on social media. That's right. I'm sure you all have election questions. Reach out to us on social media. Find us on LinkedIn. And in the meantime, you can also follow our views at nylinvestments.com forward slash blog. Until then, I'm Robert Sarenbetz. And I'm Lauren Goodwin. Stay sane this week, everybody. Take care. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamonts, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about Mainstay Funds, call 1-800-624-6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change 
change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.